Welcome to Backyards and Bevies. Grab your favorite bevy, pull up a chair, and enjoy the ride. Hey, B&B fam. This podcast is sponsored to you by BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Is there something getting in the way of your happiness? I know when I traveled the world, I had many days where BetterHelp's worldwide service of licensed professional therapists could have helped me speak to someone no matter where I was in the world about whatever was happening in my life and with zero judgment. With their ability to match me with a therapist that best fits me, I know my mental health would have been way better back then. Believe me, I needed it. But I'm here to share a way for you to take back control of your mental health by telling you about BetterHelp's awesome services they have for you to talk with a pro about your life through their app or just online. Whether it is a video session or some simple messaging, their team is here to help. I went to check out the app for myself just to see how easy it was to use. And after a series of questions, I was told I would be able to start matching with a therapist in under 48 hours. And what is super rad is that it's affordable and they even offer financial aid too. So come join the 2 million users that have already been helped and gain back control of your mental health by visiting betterhelp.com slash backyards for 10% off your first month. Remember, BetterHelp is therapy done securely online. Don't forget to use the special code backyards and let BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, help you to start living a happier life today. Hey, welcome to Backyards and Bevies today. Yeah. We have a uh, special guest, Camille, with uh, Cheers. NB Goods. Cheers. Cheers. Happy to be here. Oh, welcome. Today's a beautiful day, by the way. Oh my gosh. I was, when you were talking about where, you know, whether we do it in the, your yard or mine, <laughs> honestly, I mean, we've spent so much time in our house the last couple of years. I'm like, I want to go somewhere else. I mean, I know yeah. you've probably experienced the same thing, but <laughs> we're neighbors. So yeah. it was wasn't really that hard of a decision. No, it, I was happy when you said here, cause it always makes my life just a tad bit easier without having to travel and stuff. But yeah. then at the same time, I was like, well, I mean, I know she has a lot going on at her house, <laughs> but so it's, it's, it's always like a balance, you know, like where to go with it and what not to. But but yeah, we live uh, in in a very cool area, and you've actually created a clothing line, kind of based around the name, right? Yeah. So we originally started NB Goods as um, the NB stands for Neely's Bend. Yeah. And we, it's really funny because I was just talking about this with um, they're building that music venue uh-huh. up here, which is really cool. And um, we've just been talking to some of the people that work up there, and I was saying we were on like this quest to make Madison cool. Yeah. So we were like. You know, we were making stuff with like the Madison Bowl logo on it and Donaldson Bowl and like areas around here that don't get as much shine. Yeah, and so yeah. that was like, we were so, we we're like, this is going to be so cool. <laughs> and I mean, it was fun and, and obviously it's turned into something else. Uh, but, you know, I think, uh, I think this area is obviously just yeah. like everywhere in Nashville is like the next place, <laughs> you know. It's definitely moving north. From yeah. you know the east, because uh, the east was always. I mean, you've been in, you were in the music business. How long have you been in Nashville? So I've been in Nashville. It was ten years in February. Okay, so yeah, you, yeah you're you're like me. You're like BK. You're you've really seen some of that transition, you know, like yeah. And then there's the people who've been here, you know, their whole life and seen like, oh my gosh, this is completely different. But absolutely, yeah. Even in five years though, we've li- I think we've lived here in the Bend for maybe like three now, okay. four. I forget, I forget the number, yeah. but. I mean, every time I drive, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's more people, more yep. things, more. I, I love what you're doing with NB Goods, though. And we have the, the hoodie here to show the it with the, right here. the cowabunga. <laughs> it's like a cowabunga hand, right? Yeah, it's a cowabunga hand. It's like, I feel like what we do is, um, 
I always tell people it's a little bit of everything, but our style is very laid back. Like I really like stuff that, you know, you can have forever. Yeah. It's not, I don't want it to be too trendy, but you know, it's still got like a very, um, nostalgic feel to it. It does. I really like things that are just kind of timeless. I've, I I have to say that we actually have bought a few items from you yeah. and and when Berkeley first brought it up to me I was like oh wow that's cool and and I it took me a minute to like you know because clothing lines now I feel like they're a lot but, yeah but then there's some that really stand out and your stuff is for one good quality <laughs> and you embroider a lot yeah so which well, stands out to me that really stands the test of time yeah we we do a, l- a lot of different things and a big thing that we do is custom stuff too so it's like we have the clothing line piece you know i have a store in east nashville and yeah. so you can come in you can buy something off the wall you know we have the, the flags the pennants hats things like that and you can just come in and shop around and then the kind of the other arm is that we do custom stuff mm-hmm. and so that's really fun to me my favorite thing is like when somebody has like a special occasion coming up and yeah. they want a banner or something like that um to dive in and and then to see it in that moment mm-hmm. you know it's, it's just that that's really cool to me yeah well i mean i i love our stuff and i our family loves it because yeah. we bought them as gifts and stuff and and it really will now stand the test and i think has embroidery been something that you've done since you were a kid or did that just all of a sudden kind of pop up and you're like this is that timeless yeah what's funny is um so my mom sewed when oh, i was growing up nice. she was a seamstress like when i went into elementary school she quit her full-time job as a like she was had a great job as an accountant uh-huh. and she quit her job so she could stay at home and so she sewed she's an amazing seamstress i mean it's just start to finish garments like everything she's That's always awesome. been really great at it and i think like I watched her, but I never really like. She would be like, "Do you want to learn?" And I'm like, "Yeah, whatever." And then when I started to kind of, get... oh. <laughs> oh, buddy boy, <laughs> um, when I when I started getting into this, I remember like subliminally, like I still had like yeah, little yeah. things stored away, yeah. and so that was really cool, like to to pick back up and be like, "Oh yeah, ah, yeah, yeah." So it kind of came back around. Originally, actually, um, we wanted to be able to customize stuff for our dogs. Ah, cool. Yeah, you know. Because so your husband trains yeah, dogs. So yeah, so my husband owns a dog training, boarding business, and we wanted to be able to, you know, just make cool stuff for the customers. Um, but, I mean, that market is, is – there's always a home for something, <laughs> but it's so saturated. Oh, like, my gosh, There's a lot yeah. of people doing that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But it's kind of what got the ball rolling. It's why we bought the machines. Uh, and then, okay. like, it kind of just – kept going and, yeah. and it's 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 continued to evolve and hopefully it will continue to evolve but there's been a lot of steps along the way there's a lot of steps in everything yeah. <laughs> i mean I, I i feel you though it is it's challenging because you have to be creative for one yeah which your stuff is then you also have to put it to like make a product you know you yeah. can't just like create so you can't just be like oh my gosh we need sparkles and rainbows right. flying out of everything right. and and unicorns and all this stuff and you're like well where are we going to get a unicorn? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you have to be logistically kind of, and, and by touring, you know this, you can't just magically show up in a city. There's a, many steps. So, yeah. I mean, you're probably, your years on the road helped kind of build these things and relationships and just kind of keep product going in and out or. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where you kind of like, it, as you're <laughs> in your experiences, you don't really think how they're going to affect yeah. you long term. And then, you know, when I started doing this business, it was like. Oh, yeah, I did order merch and look at merch designs and put together decks and things like that. And so all of that experience has definitely come in handy. 
Um, I also learn like what I will and won't do, you know, and what I don't <laughs> like. And um, I know there's a lot of things that are very, you know, you can put a certain thing on a shirt. And yeah, I know it'll sell, but I don't want to just do that, yeah. you know. And so that's that's a little bit of a struggle because you see these things and you're like, oh, I know I could just like. I mean, not to knock anything, but and we have a couple, we try to make them a little different, but it's like <laughs> a smiley face or whatever, yeah. you know, like, you know, those things can sell, uh, but how do you make it your own and how do you like incorporate it into what, you know, like, I, I don't, there, we don't need more stuff in the world just exactly. for the sake of having more stuff. And what a beautiful way to say it. We yeah. just don't need more stuff. We really don't. Yeah. There's so much stuff out there and to put out quality stuff, because when we did the, the logos for you know, our product and stuff, we weren't doing it because we wanted to sell a lot of merch. We were just, we're doing it because for one, if we wear our own stuff, then people are more likely to be like, what is that? Right. <laughs> um, but when it came time to it, I really had to go through it and be like, what do I want to put out there? Because if someone does buy it, I don't want them to buy junk either, you know, but yeah. at the same time, I can't like hold a lot of products. So our, we looked at it in a different, in a different light, but I see where you're saying, you're like, no, I want to put out a lot of stuff, but I want it to be good, though, and, and yeah. like, quality. And I, I dig your stuff. I, I really have to say, like, when you showed up with this one, yeah. I was like, ooh. <laughs> I like, I love giving people that feeling, you know. I've always been someone that's taken a lot of time. Um, I love giving gifts and, like, finding the perfect no, gift and things yeah. like that. So, I don't know. It, like I said, it's, it's a weird – I never in a million years thought I was going to own a business. Like, I thought – Number one, I thought I was going to stay in music forever. Yeah. I mean, that was just like, I, I loved it so much. And I, I still love aspects of it. Um, but I thought I was going to stay in music forever. And, you know, my role, I was doing management um, mm -hmm. and, you know, tour management at first and then like day-to-day -day management. Um, I just always really enjoyed coming in and having like a list from somebody yeah. you know like okay these are the things that i have to do today to move towards this uh -huh. goal and i just never thought i would be the one making the list <laughs> <laughs> that just i uh, just never <laughs> crossed my mind and i guess too in my mind I, I thought like you know it was such a big undertaking and don't get me wrong it's a lot of work but yeah. it happens so slow like slowly that all of a sudden you look back and you're like oh my gosh look how far like i've come this is like a real thing like people in the beginning, like I, everyone, I everyone I sold something to, I knew, yeah. you know. And then when it started to be like, I would like see stuff out, and I'm like, I don't know that person. Where'd yeah. you get that? And the, of course, they came to the store and they bought it. But like <laughs> that, that never, I never realized that that was gonna be a thing. It's know? awesome though. I mean, it's, it is very cool. I think creating is one of the coolest things that a person can do. Is just, you know, you see a vision in your head and you just start start going with it. Yeah. And you learn and you grow. Yeah. How long have you been, or how long has MB Goods been up officially? So we, like, filed our paperwork, like, just straight up started at the end of 2019. Oh, okay. And I was still working in my full-time job in music. So yeah. I was still, like, touring. And that's, and, that's what I thought. I couldn't, I, yeah. I was like, when we, were, when we were setting this up, I was like, wait. Was she still in music when? This yeah, happened? we were just kind of like messing around and 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 fin and figuring out what we wanted it to be, um, and then uh, in that time, so you know, in my life, a couple things happened. Number one, my dad was diagnosed with lung cancer. Oh man! And you know that was around that time, and it was just one of those things where something like that happens, it just completely changes your perspective yeah. on life, you yeah. know. And he went through ups and downs of like there was a point where we thought he was gonna make it and then you know ultimately he passed away at the beginning of 2020 right before uh everything shut down mm, so sorry to hear that yeah and so it was really hard to go through but it was also 
like such a wake up call. You know, it was like I, I know people say and it sounds so cliche, but you do not know how much time that you're gonna have and yeah. you know ideally people wait till they're like 50 60 to retire and pursue mm-hmm. their dreams and i was just like no nope. i don't want to do that i'm tired of you know i love the the people that i was working with and for and that was even more of an eye opener because mm-hmm. it was like i had finally landed like this dream gig you yeah. know everything was first class and everybody treated me well and I was like, people listened to me and it was like, oh my God, what is happening? This is what I've waited my whole life for. And I still was like, had this kind of like stirring, you know, and I just knew it wasn't right. So that was a really hard decision to, to just like, really, it was like a, it's not you, it's me, Yeah, you know, and to have that conversation, first of all, and I'm a people pleaser, like (laughs) I'm an, I'm a type nine, like that's my thing. I want everybody to be happy. So to make that decision was really hard. Um, and then I really, like I said, I thought I was going to do music forever. So I had no idea what I was going to do. I didn't think that it'd be good was going to turn into the full time job. Yeah. You know, I just took some time off. Um, and I worked at Hi-Fi Cookies, which okay. is a cookie place in East Nashville. And I think, you know, seeing Sean who owns that, like he was just opening. I was part of their like opening crew, watching him build a business and, you know, Kevin, my husband, is an entrepreneur. He hates that word. <laughs> you know, I, it's very whatever. But um, he's had businesses his whole life, and, uh-huh. and now he's doing something that is still his business, but that he really loves. And so all of that together, it was kind of like, maybe you don't have to have some crazy grand plan. You just, no. like, sign a lease and hit the deck, yeah. you know? And so we opened the doors to the storefront in October of 2020. So it was so about a cool. year after we first like really started and just been kind of off to the races ever since. There, There's nothing more, in my opinion right now, cooler than hearing this story because it is true. Like walking away from something that you love and you said it yourself, you didn't walk away because it was bad. Yeah. You did it for this. This is your, you're living now. Right. Like as much as you thought that you were having all this fun and doing all these things, now you really get to do everything on your time. Yeah. You're the one that makes the decisions. You get to like say, well, you know, this is how I want this to happen. And I think there's something like really satisfying about that too. It's yeah. dangerous. Yes. Yeah. It's terrifying. <laughs> there's so many other things behind it. But the point is, though, is that you could go 10 years working somewhere and, and think that you like it and you love it. But then that one day you wake up and you're like, this maybe isn't for me. And that's, I, I'm in the same boat as you. Like, yeah. I loved music. I, Okay, I didn't love. I love touring. Yeah, <laughs> had nothing to do with the music. I love the tour. I love the friends. I love the all of that. But it ate at me though, and yeah. I think that ultimately too, like when it was time to make the decision, I thought like, well, yeah, I could go back and make great money again and do all these things, but I'm missing out on so much more. And, and so I, I love your story, uh, and that's one of the biggest yeah. reasons why I wanted you on the show is because I think that for one, being a female in a in a business where a lot of these dominant clothing lines are you know typically male they're 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 throwing out like uh you know those like shirts that you talk about like the, everybody has the same logo kind of you yeah. know it's like usually kind of masculine there's some fun ones out there like uh i think justin bieber has a fun like his yeah. smiley face kind of thing that you're talking right. about earlier uh, or we were talking about prior to this there's something you know you don't see that all the time and so your colors to me are like bright lively happy and you're i think you're you're living that exactly what mb goods is too yeah you know? you're and, not just like behind the scenes right 
you know, like... <laughs> no, I'm certainly... I wish I could just be behind the scenes. I mean, I think a lot of that is out of utility. You know, when yeah. you're starting a business, you just kind of do All everything year. yourself. But, yeah, it's a reflection of me. You know, I've always had sort of like a gender-neutral kind of style, like yeah. basics that anybody can wear. You know, it's like... I love the flat bill. Yeah, you know, we we, we <laughs> get flat bills. We get, you know, we got kind of the dad hats, the trucker hats. You yeah. Know, um, the shopping center that we're in, you know, there's a couple of... Um, it's all, It's almost... It's, I would say it's like 75% woman-owned businesses, which is really cool. Oh, sweet. But um, a lot of them are female-leaning just, you know, just mm-hmm. by nature. And yeah. so I think it's really funny. Like, we always have these, like, contests when we see, like, a car full of dudes come up. <laughs> We're like, they're usually either going to my store or the cookie shop, oh, cool. you know? <laughs> so That's it's awesome. Like, you flip a coin and just kind of wonder where, which store they're going to. Are you going in, uh, like, every day kind of thing? Or do you give yourself the weekends or... Well, so what the, are the store hours at a? Yeah, so the store's open seven days a week. Oh, nice. Um, when we started, I was there every day. Um, again, out of utility, but uh-huh. now um, I'm still doing a lot of the manufacturing and stuff myself, okay. and project managing like the bigger projects. So we actually have a warehouse location up here, kind of closer in our neighborhood in the Rivergate area, um, and we, yeah, we we have someone at the shop seven days a week i'm there a couple days a week um i don't like to tell people when i'm gonna be there because they they like they like get mad when i'm not there and i'm like i'm sorry like i try and keep i try and be there you still want to be connected to you're a busy person yeah but someone's got to actually make this stuff so uh that's what i spend the majority of my time doing these days that's cool yeah do you uh what was your first what was one of the very first things that you uh conceptualized and then actually made and then sold oh man start to finish yeah. Gosh, there's been a few of them. I will say the most fulfilling has been the trucker hats. Okay. Because that was something that I always loved trucker hats. Mm-hmm. And I used to like make a couple of like sew patches on and things like that. This was well before I even like, ha- I was just like doing it in my apartment. Okay. Um, And so I actually tried making a couple of trucker hats and it didn't work. Like I just couldn't get it right. I couldn't get the, the press right and all this stuff. And so I kind of was like, oh, I'm not going to make hats anymore. Oh, okay. Um, and then I came back to it. And now, honestly, it's like one of our biggest sellers, you know? Like, yeah. oh, we have a, a, a Bruce Springsteen hat. Yeah, that one's pretty cool. I'm wearing a Bruce Springsteen shirt. It's uh, Sometimes it gets a little obnoxious how much I talk about Springsteen. <laughs> Is he your favorite? He's my favorite. Oh, okay. I'm from Jersey. Like, it's just kind of in my blood. Um, my mom... I was going to ask that because I saw the Yankees hat. Yeah. So I figured that, yeah. you know, you... were you born and raised in Jersey? Born or? and raised. Okay. Like, went there, like, born born there, went to, like, all school there, even went to college there. Um, in Newark? Uh, no, so I went to this school called Ryder. It's, okay. like, it's 10 minutes away from Princeton. Okay. Um, so we used to like go to all the restaurants in Princeton and pretend like we went there. But obviously, I mean, probably cost as much as Princeton. It was crazy. But um, <laughs> so, and my mom is actually from Asbury Park, oh, like okay. Neptune area. So I grew up, my grandfather was the mailman on the boardwalk. No way. And so I grew up like going to all those shops, um, going to shows at the Stone Pony. Oh, like, so wow. yeah, I, I'm just like. It's a little Bruce bit of nostalgia. It's a little. I mean, obviously, I love Bruce. And you've seen him before. I've seen him a couple times. Um, you know, like full band or um, arena shows. Um, I saw him. He played. I think it was ten nights uh, when they were gonna tear down Giant Stadium. Oh, whoa. so I went to yeah. one of those. Um, saw him uh, in college a couple times, and then we just actually flew up last year and saw him on Broadway. 
Very cool. Yeah. Does which, he have a Bruce Springsteen hat? Yeah. So I <laughs> I think he does actually, does which is really? kind of crazy. No so anyway, so we went to see him, and he, he makes this joke in the Broadway show, um, where you know he got arrested a couple, maybe like two years ago. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, he was doing a shot of tequila with these fans, and then this cop pulls him over, and he's like, I'm not drunk, and they're like, yes, you are, the whole thing. Like, there's nothing better to do in New Jersey than arrest Bruce Springsteen. I get it, drinking and driving, serious defense. Yep, yep, So they take 100%. him. In, yeah, they take him in, he's he's way under the blood alcohol level, they let him go. But, because, but what a story, though. Yeah. Like, the cops were like, yeah, I, I, I locked him up. Yeah, you know, and so anyway, so he... Uh, but he still had to uh, actually technically go to court because the the beach is federal land. Ah, so the court okay. was called the United. The court case was called United States versus Bruce Springsteen. Ah, that makes sense. For yeah. The hat. Okay. So then I made the hat, and I just got a kick out of it because I think that's just like very. It speaks to his personality yeah, yeah. and like everything about him. And then um, there's a photographer. His name's Danny Clinch. He moved his operation from New York down to Asbury Park a couple years ago. And he's always wearing a hat. And um, he had shot a couple artists like when I worked at Atlantic. So I just, you know, knew his work. And he's been Bruce's photographer forever. Yeah. So I sent him a hat. Oh, okay. Just cold turkey. Like, hey, man, mm. love what you're doing in Asbury Park. Because his gallery, the Transparent Gallery, they are um, really a big rep- part of the renewal that's oh, happening cool. down there. And so I sent him a hat. And he's like, I got a message like two weeks later. And they're like, oh, my gosh, we love this. We we want one for uh, Eddie Vedder and for Bruce and I was like, uh, oh. they said that can we buy one and I was like, uh, you're not paying for these. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. So anyway, they gave one to Eddie. They sent a picture of it to Bruce. I don't know if Bruce actually has it or not, um, but he knows it exists. And well, that's just cool. Though. Yeah. That, I mean, honestly, I could shut the business down like with that. Done. Mic drop. <laughs> yeah. Out. Peace. See you later. I'm moving. I'm moving. I'm out. Yeah. But all that's to say is I almost gave up on this like idea and, you know, it turned into this like, you know, it was a really big turning point for the business. So and here they are still out there. Still out I mean, there. That's amazing. And and that's that's one where I see it in so many places now randomly. And a lot of people don't believe that we made it originally. Oh, really? Yeah. Like I was at a craft fair thing last weekend and some guy was like, oh, I know these hats. I'm like, yeah. He's like, you made them? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I've seen them here, here, here. And I'm like, yeah, we sell we sell to them. Yeah. And he's like, no way. You know? <laughs> so like, he, he couldn't believe it. it was just like coming out of Nashville. Yeah, that's all. I mean, what a cool story, though. I mean, I, I've never been a giant Bruce Springsteen fan, but I do love uh, the On Fire song. I forget the name. Yeah, was, yeah. Uh, I mean, he, he's his catalog is so expansive. Oh, my God. I mean, I feel like... Even when people aren't a super fan, there's always like a song that you can mm. find that you'll love. And yeah. believe me, I'll try and convert you. Have you, know? <laughs> have you seen the uh, Defiant ones? The no. Dr. Dre, Jimmy Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that made me appreciate yes. uh, him a little bit more just because of his, uh, I think, his drive to make, you know, like he was driving Jimmy Iovine crazy, yeah. you know, and I, and I thought that that was just a really cool story, like... So if you've never seen the Defiant ones, it's definitely something to yeah. check out because his whole part to I think Jimmy Iovine becoming who he is now was Bruce Springsteen, and what a cool, yeah. cool there's thing. A, there's a great quote in that that I remember like taking a video of, like because I was watching it and I was like, ah, this is like any excuse to post about him. But um, that documentary, you know, there's a lot of documentaries that come out and. You know, they kind of come and go, but I feel like that was one that everyone was like, whoa. Yeah. Like, it really just, especially if you've been in music, it, it was so inspiring. So inspiring. Yeah. I watch it every, I'm, I'm out, I mean, we're out of music now, but 
I watched it not too long ago there, because there's something about the drive yeah. in, in people. And I think that, you know, like just by you taking that initiative to leave music to do something for you that you saw in maybe it doesn't pay off tomorrow, maybe it doesn't pay off in five years, but in 10, 15, 20 years, that's, yeah. that's that. Those are those like giant visions. And, and not everybody has that. A lot of people <laughs> want to say they do. A yes, lot of people want to yes. like, a lot of people want to turn around and be like, oh, I want the Ferrari and the, the yeah. 20,000 square foot home and all that stuff. But a lot of people don't want to put in that. Okay, well, here's today, day one. What am I going to do day one? Yeah. So, then. and it really is. It's a, it's a grind. I, I mean, I, I hate the, the over glorification of like grind and hustle and whatever, but you just, I mean, you just wake up every day and yeah. you just do whatever you got to do to get across the finish line. Yeah. That day. But I think the, 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 there is something to be said. There is that change now. People are saying, like, well, let's not, um, the turn, I guess, like, let's not put the grind on a pedestal anymore. Yeah. Let's, like, look at the grind differently. Like, how can I be productive seven days a week, but not eat into my family time or my husband time or my wife? You know, like, and I think that you doing that, you know, as a responsible human being is, is paying off because yeah. you, now you're not necessarily grinding 24 right. 7, <laughs> you know, or you're not having to fly, you know, like every day to a different place and do all these things just to make money. Now you're like, oh, yeah, I, I got to go make some shirts. All right, cool. I'm going to yeah. go make hats now. Right. And I'm going to go do this. But I'm also going to go home. Yeah. Sleep in my bed. I love sleeping in my bed. Oh, man. The, <laughs> it's crazy, you know. So when Kevin and I first met, I was really deep into, um, you know, just work and traveling. And then um, I changed jobs. And it was a very similar position, but it was a lot more travel. It's a lot more hands-on. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember, like, that was what was starting to eat at me towards the end. And, and I think about, you know, like, how, what you guys are doing here. You know, you got a family. You know, yeah. it's 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 hard to, to leave that. And um, that was another big factor was I was just starting to get so stressed out being, you know, the day, the night Kevin and I got engaged, I was on a flight to LA the next morning you know and it was like (laughs) oh man (laughs) you know and now so we were supposed to get married April 24th so we changed the date twice so I always forget whether it's the 24th (laughs) or the 25th um because it was uh, you know everything was closed everything shut down so we didn't actually have a wedding um but we had our friend Shane Tarleton oh I love yeah so Shane married us in our backyard so cool and now I've gone from, you know, being gone, you know, maybe 25, 30% of the time, probably a little bit more. We have not been apart a single day since we got married. That's amazing. Which is just crazy. It's so cool to <laughs> say that, though. You know, like there, I never wanted to be anywhere. I, like I, I never thought who I am today would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> and I say that in the nicest way. I just never did. I never thought being a responsible human with kids, a wife yeah. that cared about other people would ever be what I wanted to be. I was more selfish than anything else. And so I, I, this right here, these conversations really do then push me even like, I'm like, wow, I really love to be this person. And I want to like share it with the world because I think that love, you know, like the love that you just said that you haven't been away from your husband and ever yeah. now, like that's a cool thing to say. Yeah. And I, and five years ago, Phil, yeah. <laughs> like, I can't wait to go away. Right, <laughs> I can't right. wait to get on that plane and yeah. fly away. <laughs> So I, that's awesome, though. Congratulations, and Shane. What a what a cool wedding. I'm sure he was just cracking you up the oh, whole time. Man. It was it was actually really funny because he was so like he took it very seriously, which we appreciated. Yay. But he was like he didn't want to mess up. Of so course, it, it was yeah. like a more reserved version of Shane. But um, he, he's he's. <laughs> 
I mean, he's been one of my best friends for a really long time. And, you know, in meeting Kevin, um, the, you know, like he's just part of our family. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. We, we got married in our backyard as well the first time. So I, I think that that's just a cool thing to say that not only are we neighbors, yeah. but you used your backyard the right, you know, in a certain way. And we used our backyard yeah. in, in a very similar fashion. And, yeah. and ours was small. Like, I don't know how many people came to yours, but ours was tiny. Like, Well, we I mean, this was like fresh pandemic oh, so, so i mean like everything was started in march <laughs> and it was april yeah so oh, wow. it was it was uh me kevin and shane and um then we had uh our friend katie Kaus take took pictures that's so and we never even like got close to her <laughs> she was just like hovering around the <laughs> perimeter you know so it really was and we are uh my mom and and kevin's parents were on zoom Zoom, yeah, yeah. yeah so we, oh, we wow. had that textbook pandemic <laughs> wedding <laughs> <laughs> the textbook pandemic wedding. It was, wow. it was wild. It was wild. What a year though! You got married. You started a business. Uh, I mean, I feel like the pandemic did a lot of good in a way. Yeah, I mean, and, and I say that in like the there was so much unfortunate stuff that also came through, but I feel like it gave people that second chance at like a, a life that they maybe have always wanted to try. Absolutely, you know. Um, I, I, it was, it's such a horrific thing, you know, the, the, the thought of all of it itself. And when I find that when you're in these situations in life, and it was the same with my dad's illness, you know, yeah. you're faced with this thing and there's truly nothing you can do about it, you know, except like try and take care of yourself, try and take care of the people around you and, and make whatever's happening a mm. little bit better and yeah. a little bit safer but at the end of the day, a lot of these elements are out of our control. 100%. And so you do have to let go a little bit, <laughs> which is something that not everybody's great at and maybe got a little better at. Yeah. And um, A lot of people like that control. Oh, a lot yeah. of people like to hold on to like and, and, and that's that is something that ended up happening, especially with me, like because I loved being in control of things. I had no control anymore. Yeah. I was like, whoa. <laughs> uh, what do you mean I don't have a gig? Any- I mean, I watched like all my gigs just slowly get like knocked off the freaking calendar. And I was like, uh. Yeah. So was that, were you already thinking about like getting out of music or was that like the bit, was that like a big catalyst? I was thinking about going, so I just finished a world tour. I was over in Australia, New Zealand, Japan, all these places. And, and when I came back, there was something that had changed to me. I wasn't having as much fun traveling the world anymore. And it's not because I didn't enjoy it. I just was like, I really was missing all of a sudden my wife. And I was like, man, do I really want to do this? And I was like, well, I guess I could do country. And I was, I was, I, me and BK talked about it. And I was like, I think I'm just going to go into country. Yeah. And I, at least I'll be here and we can have a family. Because that was the other thing. We had been married at that point, I think six months, maybe. Okay. We've been together for a while. But I was like, man, I, I do want kids, you know, like I want to have yeah. a, a little guy that, carries my name on and you know i can wrestle and you know you can chase each other in the backyard but can't do that if i'm i mean you can but let's be real like there's a lot of people that make it happen i just didn't want i didn't want that life well people don't understand the difference between like like world touring and national touring too yeah there's a different beast exactly (laughs) yeah well 100 so then i was like i started weighing my options i was like well i can still i've always made good money doing the national side so i can just keep with that and yeah. then every once in a while I'll go do something maybe big or whatever but I'll do that and then the pandemic hit and it was like wait there's no gigs <laughs> so <laughs> and you're not gonna pay me yeah. and the government's gonna pay me I don't like this yeah. uh, thank you for the money Uncle Sam but that's not my gig I hate that I yeah. hate I and, and I 
I think it's there for specific reasons, and and I do appreciate when that help is needed. But I don't want to live off of it my entire life, and so yeah. I started really thinking about it in the long in the longer term, and in, the, in the, like. So yeah, no, I get it. I and and that's why this is so fun to me because it's a grow. There's a lot of growing pains. <laughs> there's a lot of things that uh, still, you know, every day we wake up and gr- grind. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But it's it's different grind though. I get mm-hmm. to wake up and I get to wear sweatpants and a, yeah. a, hood, a new orange hoodie now. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I have no like work clothes i mean it's always like in music you're always kind of never really that dressed up but you get the award shows and the things like that you gotta have your couple little things and so um when i that was like kind of my vow to myself i was like i'm just never gonna go back to having to have different outfits you know i was fortunate like i made a a a similar deal with myself when i graduated college i was like i never want to have to wear a pantsuit yeah like if i want to wear a pantsuit cool but i never want to have to and i never did and so um, it's the same thing now. And even, you know, the other day I went to the, uh, premiere for, for love and country, that yeah. documentary. And I was agonizing. I was like, <laughs> Oh my gosh, what am I going to wear? What do I do? And at the last minute I was like, I'm not changing. Like, and so I went in my overalls. I love in my that hoodie, photo of you. In my, <laughs> I, I really was, do. And I was like, you know, this is what like artists do this all the time. I walk into a room and there's like an artist and they're dressed like this and I don't really think anything of it. So nah. I was like, I'm just going to do it. And I did and nobody cared. And I was like such a freeing feeling, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and you, it's you though. Yeah. I think that there's something to be said about that too. Like when people see me in a suit, it's not me. You're right. Like I'm shorts, van slips and a hoodie and yeah. a backwards hat. That's right. me. Like, if you need me to wear jeans today, I'll wear jeans. Yeah. But I really dug that. I really, I love that photo of you. I thought that that was just such a, this is who you are. You're at a premiere, like, that's celebrating black music and country. And here you are doing you, being you, representing your brand in the finest way possible. And I think that that was just like, that photo is really good. Well, thank you. It's hard for me, you know, like being on the backside of that stuff for so long. I've never liked like being in front of a camera or talking or, you know, and the documentary was a big hurdle for me to get over to like do that. Yeah. Um, and so it's just been kind of just like, if I am going to do these things, I'm just going to do them as me. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to force anything. And Well, you'll feel better. I think that it'll flow too. It'll yeah. make the, it'll make it seem more authentic because right. if you're like, yeah, trying to be someone you're not, you know, like yeah. you're not authentic anymore. And people will look at it and be like, well, I don't know. How Absolutely. was that documentary though? Like, like. Let's go and say, when did they approach you to be... Well, first off, what is the documentary about? So the, the documentary is called For Love and Country, and it is about um, it's about the history of black people in country music specifically, uh, but also it's really just a compilation of the stories of kind of some of the, the artists that are in country music right now, the black artists that are in country music right now, and you know what they how they got to country music mm-hmm. what made them you know gravitate towards country music and then just how their experience has been so far and the thing that i really loved about it um when they first approached me about it obviously it was oh gosh it was probably like the end of last year and it was definitely in a time where there was a lot of stuff going on that mm-hmm. was like a little um like dog whistly you know there were these things going on that you would bring it up and it was just impossible to have like a real conversation about yeah. them because people had such strong opinions one way or another mm-hmm. and there yeah. was no 
middle ground. And, and at a point, you weren't even talking about the issue anymore. People were just using them as these like flags to wave yeah. about other things. We're not sporting teams here. Let's let's just have an honest conversation right. here. And so I was just a little worried about anything getting misconstrued or getting caught up in that. Um, but Andrea Williams approached me about being a part of it. And Andrea is an amazing writer. Um, and she was a writer on the film and I believe a producer. Or she's she's got a couple of credits okay. on the film and she's done some great writing here in town she's done you know bestseller work like she's awesome and as they were doing the documentary they realized that they didn't really have a a black person on the business side or the you know in the, okay. the kind of like the behind the scenes and the truth is there aren't a lot <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. I mean, it's just a fact. It just really is a fact. Um, and so a couple of the other people that she had talked to, I was really close with, and they were still actively in the music industry. And it's just a little bit of a tough thing to to put yourself in that position, which I understand. Yeah. I, I I certainly, you know, silenced myself and did certain things because you're just in an environment where you are, you're just trying to protect yourself. Yeah. And so me not having any sort of like connection to it anymore, I was very free to speak my mind and all that kind of thing. Yeah. So it was, it was not an easy yes, but it was just something I felt like I needed to do because they didn't have it. And I knew it was going to be really hard for them to find mm. someone to give an honest perspective. Yeah. So yeah. The, and I, <laughs> what was really funny cause I didn't really know the extent <laughs> of it. You know, Andrea was just kind of like, all right, I'm going to come interview you. And yeah. I'm like, cool, no problem. Whatever. <laughs> So she's like, can we do the shop? I'm like, great, yeah. So they came to the shop, and it was really funny because all the other shop owners, were we were all kind of outside, and it was like one car, two car, <laughs> production van, truck. Oh. And I was like, oh. oh. <laughs> and then they were like, okay, talent, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, who's, they're like, you. And I'm like, oh, oh <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> the tables have turned. Yeah. So it's actually probably better that I didn't know, you know, and at the yeah. time they didn't know if it was going to be like a mini series uh -huh. or whatever. And so um, Joshua, Joshua Kissy, who directed it, is an amazing director. Um, I believe this is his first feature. Oh, wow. Um, he's done a lot of photography work. And so it was really cool just to get to know him and, and see how he worked. Um, and yeah, so. They came in, we talked for a while, and then kind of just didn't hear anything about it. And then they're like, yeah, so Amazon's putting out a full-length documentary. And I was like, oh, cool, 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 you know? Wow. So, That's um, really cool. Yeah, it was it was very cool. And, and like I said, I really appreciated that they made it about the stories of the people. You know, it wasn't yeah. about anything else. It was about real people, real experiences. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that isn't always pleasant. Um, and so I think it was really cool to hear the honesty and the vulnerability of, of everybody involved. Yeah. I think that there there is something to be said that uh, in just I think in any business we can all say that uh, there are people get silenced because they are afraid to you know maybe speak up about how a business practice is happening or even in like internal like affairs that are happening you know where you're like man I really would love to say something but I just got this promotion yeah and I don't want to say it because it, I, it's not that bad yep I have felt too like since I've left the music industry. There's a lot of things that can be addressed in the music industry. And I think that through the pandemic, a lot of people brought things up, but then jumped right back into it without being able to like, I don't know, a lot of things could have changed. Absolutely. A lot of things could have, a lot of people could have been like, well, before I go back, let's address this. Yeah. Whether it be, you know, a female working in an environment or whether it's a black voice in the environment or whether it's just better accommodations for health care yeah. you know i mean like things like that i think could have been looked at so it's awesome that 
you had that ability to go in and not just make it about one detail, but give a good story about who you are. And I mean, yeah, I haven't had a chance to watch it. I have it saved. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, We ended up getting busy families in town, but I am excited to see it because it is cool. Uh, What's her name? Who sang the national anthem? I'm drawing a blank right now. She was on the Super Bowl. Oh, Uh, Mickey Guyton. Yeah. Yeah. Blown away. Yeah. I mean, she's amazing. And there's a lot of great talented artists that a lot of people maybe haven't heard of. You know, I think, um, Mickey guy in and Brittany Spencer, they're both featured yeah. in it. And, um, it's been amazing sort of the attention that they've been, you know, able to build over the last couple years. And, um, it's so deserved and they're so talented. Uh, but it's, there's a lot of people's stories told in it that I didn't even know a lot about. Really? You know? And so that was really cool for me. Um, and then to go to the premiere and, and meet everybody. And there's just sort of this sense of camaraderie, yeah. which is really awesome. And, you know, I mean, like you said, there's a lot of things that could change and should change and probably won't change. And it's exhausting, you know, and also, you know, you're kind of like, I always tell people this, you know, because I don't think people think about it. You know, when you're, in my case, a black person or a woman and you're in a room and somebody says something out of turn or yeah. bad or whatever, nobody looks at the person who said it. No. They all turn and look at you yeah. to see your reaction. Yeah. And that is an incredible amount of pressure, you mm-hmm. know, and a lot of times, especially for someone like me, you just want to go into like a protective huddle. Yeah. You're like, why do I have to deal with this? Yeah. I didn't see anything. Yeah. I'm just existing, man. You know, I'm just <laughs> like, over here grabbing a soda out of the fridge. Yeah, you know, and so um, <laughs> it's really hard in that moment to know what the right thing to do is, especially yeah. when you're, you're someone like me. It's like I worked really hard for 10 years to, you know, to build a career. Yeah. And even if you're not at fault or even if whatever, like you don't want that to be held against you. And it's just really hard. It is. You know, I, I, I mean, you know, I'm a Hispanic. I look white. <laughs> I, I have Hispanic, like probably more Hispanic blood in me than anything else. So I, I don't really get, I don't get like, I'm looked at as like a white guy, you right, know, like, right. so like 90% of my day is like very normal. Yeah. I, I want my son because I can't ever explain to him like certain things about life. Like I don't know what certain people go through just because that's not just who I am. But with him, all I want to do is just show him love. Yeah. And all I want to do is just let him know, like, look, if you see someone in need, all you can do is help them. Yeah. It doesn't matter if they're black, brown, white, whatever. Everything. Don't even look at that. Just yeah. help the person. And and I think that there's, I've, Growing up in El Paso, Texas, we didn't have a lot of black people. There, yeah. You know, like we just didn't. But the minute I started touring, it was not like all of a sudden I was like, oh, hey, you're black. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, I'm a white guy. It was just like yeah. my friends, you know, like yeah. and, and I think that there's just it, there's so much of it out there that I think more love is all we could ever do. Yeah. And and I don't I mean, you know it. I mean, I don't need to tell you yeah. anything. I mean, you, you're you you have plenty of love in your heart because every time I feel like. I was cutting down a tree one time and you drove by and you're like, hey, uh, does your husband need some help? <laughs> well, let's be specific. You were hand sawing yeah, like yeah. a tree. And yeah. I was like, we got a chainsaw, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. we can come over. And she's like, no, he's doing it. And, I was like, I w- and, and it was out of love because <laughs> yeah. I wanted to know what if like I want my son when he like gets older and he's like complaining about something. Like, you know, I chopped down a tree right. by hand one day. Yeah. Do you want to go out there and do that? Yeah. <laughs> um, but but that's what I'm saying is like you're in you're my neighbor. We don't look at each other in any other way than neighborly. Right. And that's how I think if more people in the world went that way. And I'm sure you run your business that way. And I, all the things that I can say about you, like you just have love in your heart because 
I wouldn't have you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, I think like what we're what we're talking about is like an important distinction too, because it's like we're having these conversations, and yeah, we, we're not like, oh, I'm talking to a white guy today or whatever, yeah. you know. But we are acknowledging that there are differences between us, and For we sure. have different experiences. Oh and my gosh, people are gonna have different perspectives and stuff. And I think that's the important part is that you know we. Even I w- was taught at a certain point in my life, like the whole like you know, there's no color. It's like no, nah, there is color. We are different. We are. We're not all beige, and uh. you know, like it's cool, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah. And we just need to acknowledge that, and then be like, yes, no, it, it shouldn't matter, and yeah. everything's cool, okay. and we're just gonna like and let's move on and just yeah. be really good to each other. That's it. And and it's too funny for me too because I grew up in Texas, so I grew up, but I grew up on the very west side of texas okay so like i'd be like oh, i'm from el paso and they're like mexico yeah i'm like we're part of texas they're like no nah, you guys are have a different time zone yeah. i'm like man yeah. now you're just now you're, yeah you're from new jersey giant difference in yes. personalities yeah. right i mean you don't even have to doesn't matter if you're black white or anything right. it's just giant different personalities and uh, I remember my first time really going to the East Coast. I was like, whoa, this is wildly different. But yeah. people just, it, once you settle in, people, again, it's it, it's just like any other place. You yeah. grow up there, you find love, you, you you build a business or whatever it is. And, and now, look, you have your own business, you build hats, you have shirts. And yeah. and your stuff, um, what, man, there's one uh, hat. I'm trying to think of, I, and I didn't write it down either, but I loved it because it was, like, I could tell it was like something East Coast. Oh, too, yeah. And I was like, oh, oh this oh, it's is probably the pork roll one. Yeah, yeah the yeah, pork the, roll the, one. I was the, like, this has to do yes. something that I am not in. <laughs> <Yeah>. I, like, <laughs> but I want it to look cool so that it's like, even if you don't know what pork roll is, like, you still kind of want to wear it. Is, is, okay, so what is the pork roll? Okay, so pork roll is, uh, it's like a salty meat. I, I best explain it's like a bacon substitute. Okay. So when you go into a diner, or a bagel place in Jersey or in New York too, you order a pork roll, egg, and cheese. Ah. And then you get SPK, salt, pepper, ketchup. Oh. So that's like, if you're really rolling with somebody, like, you know, that's how I judge a bagel place. Like, if, if I can roll in, ah. order that, they know what I'm talking about, then we're like, we're on a good playing field. I yeah. love that. It I, looks kind of like bologna. Is it spam? It's not spam. Okay. It, it looks like spam, <laughs> bologna, salami. Like, it looks like that. Um, but it's definitely pork. Okay. And uh, there's a big debate in Jersey. If you're from like super North Jersey, they call it Taylor ham. <laughs> if you're from the middle of the state, they call it pork roll. And people take it really seriously. Okay. I'm a pork roll person. I recognize all names for it. Um, but yeah, so, <laughs> but that's, a, that's the thing is like people say all the time, you know, like moving from Jersey to the South. And, and when I moved to Nashville, I was like, oh, we have a Whole Foods. We got a Trader Joe's. We recycle. I was all starry eyed. And then, you know, there's a bit of a wake up call. It's like, oh, no, it's still the South. It's still different. You know, there's there's a learning curve on yeah. certain things. Um, but like, just like you said, that's what I tell people all the time. It's like, you know, I met my husband here. I've adopted my dogs here. Yeah. We have this beautiful house that I will live in till the day I die because we love it, you know. And so you just find your people. Yeah. You find your your little, 
I hate to say bubble because that sounds so bad, but you find your things that are that are yours uh, wherever you are. You, you, have you found a pork roll place here? Actually, so yes. No way. <laughs> okay. So they sell it if you just want to buy it to cook it at home. They sell it at Publix. Okay. Uh, it's, it comes in a red box. It's the only one that's that's the one you got to get. What what aisle is pork roll in? <laughs> it's in the breakfast meat, so okay, it's like perfect. with the bacon and the sausage. Um, okay. And there is a bagel place in Midtown, right off the circle, called H and S Bagel. All right. And the first time I walked in, I was like, it just smelled right. I was like, this place smells like home. They get their water from New York. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they do, but they're from Jersey and um, they have, they call it Taylor ham, but they have a, a Taylor ham, egg and cheese. Uh, but I knew it was legit because they were bringing bagels out of the oven and someone tried to order one toasted and they were like, no. Mm-hmm. And I was like. All right. This is my jam. This is my jam. What yeah. do you what do you what is a bagel? Do you do in everything? You just plain My litmus test is always just like a plain bagel with butter. Right. Cuz I feel like that's how you just I just like can get the flavor, get you know, yeah. if I if I bite in and I'm like immediately transported back to <laughs> my kitchen in Plainfield, New Jersey. Um, then it's a it's a win, I but love they're it. they're 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 great and um I'm about to go try it. Yeah, it's worth I mean it's worth a try just if you love it. I mean when, when I first moved down here, people were like, have you tried Brugger's? And I'm like, come <laughs> on, dude. Like, no way. Like, this is, you know. So it's nice to have a, a place that really right. feels like home. Are you a Waffle House or a Cracker Barrel person, speaking of, like, Southern? Because those are more southern-ish like yeah. establishments you know yeah i'm cracker barrel all the way i love we cracker. used to do that on road trips oh, yeah. so that was like the big thing was if you could get far enough out of jersey to where you could find a cracker barrel is like really exciting all right yeah, yeah yeah i i i will have to agree yeah i'm a cracker barrel person yeah i'm not i'm not down with the smothered and covered and <laughs> i don't know i just we just i never went to a waffle house and then when i moved here i went a couple times and you know nothing against it but yeah cracker barrel is like the go-to <laughs> and then my dad's actually from well, he, he was from north carolina so oh, okay. we used to go to a place called Biscuitville, Ooh. which is like I think it's just regional to North Carolina, but right. that was also like a really big, big exciting moment. Yeah, man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound very like like North Carolina or like yeah, yeah. Kentucky. <laughs> and the, well, the biscuits are just like they taste like homemade, which was the thing that he always loved. So that was like kind of our go-to. When you go back to Jersey, where's uh, what's your favorite diner there? Ooh, so the diner that we... I mean, used... I'm, we're on food right now, yeah, so I'm just yeah, like, we'll I'm on a food kick. The diner that we used to go to is is closed. There's changed hands a couple times, so we didn't really go there. But um, there's a bagel place in South Plainfield called the Bagel Pantry. Okay. And that's kind of my, like, the, the same guys have owned it forever. Like, they always have... Um, it's really funny. They've always had, like, high school wrestlers working there. <laughs> so, like, every time you walk in, it's just like... And when I was younger, it was like, oh, these are my contemporaries. And I'm like, oh, my God, who are these children serving me bagels, you know? <laughs> are you old enough? Yeah, it's just funny. I need to, to see your ID. It's funny to see the evolution. That's um, wild. We had this uh, growing up El Paso. Um, I I didn't, like, I always just thought a sub was, like, Subway sandwich. Yeah. Like, I mean, come on. Like, we, we were a burrito town. We had burritos and tacos. Like, yeah. So, but there was this, uh, I want to say it was, like, New York Deli was the name. It was something like that, you uh-huh. know? Manhattan Deli, but they had sandwiches, and that was the whole thing. And as I got older, I started to think, I was like, really weird that they came here. Maybe they were like on like a uh, you know running from the mob or yeah. something. And then as I started, uh, then I started working in Lidditz a lot for Claire, and there's a pizza, uh, like a little pizza shop that was right across the street. And now that I had experienced New York pizza, I was like, oh, okay, the, it was legit. The spaghetti was good. Yeah. I was like, oh, these, uh, what's the term uh, when you go into hiding? 
Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. When you you get like a new identity, witness protection. Yeah, we, we, yeah. we used to call it. Do you want to go eat at witness protection, Pete? Yeah. That was like the thing. It was like, <laughs> oh yeah, that place is real good. <laughs> so, is there a like Tex-Mex place in town that you like? Uh, yeah, there's one up in Hendersonville. Okay. Yeah, it's a uh, Rancho Cantina, I believe okay. is the name. But yeah. There's something about El Paso Mexican food. It just—it's different. I yeah. don't know. I, I've never been able to find it. I lived in San Antonio, which is you know, in, on in Texas speak, it's a day away. Right. <laughs> but I couldn't. I didn't even really like the Mexican food in, in San Antonio. Interesting. Because it, it's more Tex-Mexy. Yeah. You just have like a very specific. There's like a there's, specific one. Yeah. Just like it. Uh, there's a couple of taco spots in East Nashville that are like you know pretty legit street tacos. And yeah. You walk in. I, there was one place. Um, you know when you go under the bridge, you kind of dip down. Yep. Uh, and then you, as you come back up, it's right off to your uh, right there. But the first time I went in there, no one spoke English. I was like, okay, I think yeah. I think I found a spot. <laughs> yep, yep. And then I had the tacos. I was like, okay. I think we go there. I think like that's like our one of our main go tos. Kind of like an orangish building. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I think it's called uh, El Holocaine. I think you're correct. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And yeah. uh, that's. Very close to. Okay. I'll say that those two places, now there's probably a whole handful down in like Nolansville and stuff or, right. you know, down that way. But yeah, those two places are my favorite go-to. That's really funny because we, we always, there's a couple places we go, but if we're going to go out of our way, we always try and go there. So it's that's pretty, good good confirmation. It's pretty bomb. Yeah. <laughs> I've, uh, I've, I've actually become more of a pizza person now that I've left like, I think, Mexican food behind because it used to always be like oh let's go get a burrito or you know yeah. stuff like that now I'm like ah oh, whatever let's swing through Taco Bell because it's convenient <laughs> which sounds so bad like my, no discerning my, my Mexican like... grandma is rolling around <laughs> in her grave right now she's like oh does he still call it a tortilla right. <laughs> and jalapenos yeah. and all this stuff um, but yeah no there's I don't know I, I think that I like to leave some of that stuff for when I go home yeah. because there, it is, there is a nostalgic, nostalgic feeling to like, all right, let's go get some Mexican food. Right. Here I'm like, well, let's go get some Southern food. And Yeah. Have I, you had um, Manny's Pizza? No. Okay. So um, I think I heard it's it. It's in the arcade downtown, which I guess just got like bought by a developer like everything else in no, town. No, I haven't heard of okay. at this place. But. Yeah. So it's in that little like weird. Have you ever been in the arcade? No. Okay, so the first time someone told me about it, I was like, you're making this up. Like, there's no way. It's over, like, off of church, and it's really, like, this weird indoor mall that's, like, in the middle of all those office buildings. Interesting. And there's, like, a there's like an old-school candy shop in there. It's hmm. very—it's it reminded me of the boardwalk in Jersey when I first went in, and I was like, this is trippy. And we, um, someone was like, oh, you got to try Manny's. Okay. And we walked in. And it was, I mean, I instantly was, like, transported back to Jersey. Like, they, they had, like, the letter boards the way it was. <laughs> and um, and the pizza is so legit. Um, and there's, I don't know if they're still open or not because I know that they were closed for a while and mm. there was, like, some construction. And okay. I know that they're, they're, like, I think everything in that arcade is, like, closing down anyway. Um, Dang. But hopefully if you can try and okay. get a slice before I'm going to have to send BK there yeah. one day after work. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was, that's perfect. Um, they do a, a heavy lunch crowd, too. Okay. I think, so. All right. Yeah. There, I don't know. There's something. Pizza's my jam right now. For like the last five years, I, I'm like, I want to try all the pizzas. I want to eat all the things. Uh, I'm staring at my dog right now, hoping <laughs> that he doesn't take the camera for a wild ride. We, you've probably seen him. You probably heard him make a noise earlier. I've been uh, working with him to train him, which your husband trains dogs. And so, I mean, yeah. you know that it's a, we have a four month old giant puppy that just 
it's like a train rolling through some days. Absolutely. <laughs> it's funny. We actually, all of our dogs, we adopted as adults, except our last dog, Junior. We got him when he was six months. And that's the closest thing either of us has ever had to. Oh, I can't speak for Kevin. I think Kevin had a puppy like a long time ago. But um, my my thing is like I, I, I like to get them a little partially baked, yeah. you know, like they're just <laughs> they come to you. They're just already existing in the world. Yep. And uh, you already kind of know what their personalities are and everything. Yeah. And you miss out on the, the cute puppy content. But um, we've we've just always adopted and, and it's been super rewarding. Yeah, I, we, we adopted little uh, goose over there. And, and well, he not little. Yeah. But, um, it was funny though, because like you said, like looking at him, and you're like, oh, he's already a little baked. You know, he's yeah. like, he's already in the world now. He <laughs> was he is a four month old wild giant puppy that I was like, wow, we really we we didn't read the sign. Yeah. <laughs> we we clearly missed missed the beat on this one, and it's been a it's been a fun learning curve. He's a he's a great puppy though, and he's growing with the family, and it's it's awesome now, but. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely like a, a shock to the system the first time you get you Ooh. get one. You're like, yeah, it's cute and da da da, you know. And, and everybody has expectations for their dogs. And I've learned so much more about the like dynamics between us and our dogs. You know, from Kevin, it's uh, I, I always tell people he's says he's a dog trainer but he's a people trainer you know that's that's the honest truth and <laughs> it is not about it's me it's my reaction with him right and i think that there there was one thing that i didn't realize because i we had cats for the last years of our life you show them where the litter box is once you don't have to talk to yeah. them ever again they don't want anything to do well, with yeah, you. they don't want to like, talk to you yeah. they're like where's my f- food human right human get over here and yeah. make me some fish <laughs> uh dog i was like whoa i am way out of my league yeah <laughs> I feel like most people feel that way, and it's funny because kind of like what what you all did. People always think like, "Oh, we better be on our best behavior," and it's like the relationship with your dog is just about what you want it to be. Yeah, you know, and it's like if you some people want this like perfectly behaved dog that can go anywhere and do anything and be around anyone. And for some dogs, it's just not the case. It's like, you don't want to be around anyone. You don't want to do what, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes you walk into a room and you're like, nah, this ain't for me. I'm out. And the dog can do the same thing, you know? So it's just, it's wild to, it it is really cool, though, to see, like, really tough cases when people come in and um, when Kevin does the work and then they do the work at home and it's very transformational and they send him these updates. It's very emotional, you know, it's, it's really cool to see. Well, I think that that's a a real key in life though, is that if you're not willing to put in the time, the dog's never going to learn. Same with, I mean, in anything you do, you know, you really do have to put in that little extra and you have to go home and, and put in the little extra. Oh yeah. Do you guys do it out out of the the backyard or does he have a little, uh, so yeah. So the, um, our, our house is a little funky, like it's actually two lots. Oh, nice. So, and then one of the lots just backs up to the woods. So yeah, the perfect. second lot um, had a detached garage on it. So basically just converted that to nice. a kennel. Nice. Um, and it's great. It's a great setup. And um, I think that, I don't know, it's just, it's fun. You know, I used to be able to keep track of all the dogs. Like I knew everyone. Yeah. There's a couple OGs that I still know <laughs> that when they roll up to the driveway, I'm like, yo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but now it's it's uh you know the the pandemic everyone got a dog that was like the craziest thing like yeah. the first two weeks everybody sort of canceled their boardings because everybody just didn't know what was going on yeah. and then everyone adopted a dog <laughs> and it was like all right i guess we're like a recession proof business in this house <laughs> like 
you you've built two. Yeah. I mean, clothing people will always buy hoodies and hats and clothing, and people always need a dog trainer. Yeah. Or you know, it, it, it both things lighten your life up. I think that was the big thing for for me for NB Goods was especially the custom stuff too. Yeah. Is like people really. I, I think now have an appreciation for a gift that like means something yeah. and that's, you know, it's handmade, mm-hmm. it's made right here. They want to support local mm-hmm. and um, they want it to mean something. And uh, so it's like, you, I mean, at least for me personally, the days of like going into Target and buying gifts, it's like, that doesn't mean it. I don't, I don't want to give from Target. I don't want to nah. give you a gift from Target. Nah. Nothing is Target. I love Target. I spend a lot of money at Target. <laughs> But, I don't want to give, but yeah, that's not that's yeah. not what it's for, you know. So um, I think that that's been really cool. Yeah, there's something special about that, you know. As we grow this family here, we think about that all the time because, well, for one, we went down to one income. Yeah, which you know that that puts a big thing. So you can't just like go out and just buy junk anymore because you want something that's gonna be la- that's gonna last for one, and and it's meaningful, you know. And and one thing that we always chat about with the kids, hopefully one day, is that we get to give them memories as opposed to just you know, buying them another plastic toy that ends up in the trash, that ends up in a landfill, that ends up, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And look, I'm not the most environmentally sound person in the world, but, you know, I'd like to leave a little better of a footprint <laughs> than I came in, you know, like, but but it does take that little bit of extra. And, you know, so if I buy a hoodie now, I think about it and, and your stuff, like I said, is quality stuff. So if, you know, listening to this, make sure to go check out NB Goods. Heck yeah. And you're online. You have I, the Insta for sure, I've seen. Yeah, so we have an uh, Instagram account. That's really our only social account. Um, Which is probably the best one to have, to be honest. Yeah, and also, like, I'm not a huge social media person personally, so I'm not really into, like, you. maintaining a bunch of accounts, <laughs> you know, like... Um, my personal account, I, I, I don't even really use that much. I've heard you talk about that before too. Like how, you know, once you have a business, you kind of sort of dedicate your time to, to that yeah. space. Um, uh, but yeah, we got the website shoppingbegoods.com. Um, and you can do like custom orders through there and we got our storefront in East Nashville. I love it. Seven days a week. I love it. Um, the, uh, last thing I wanted to ask you was what, like, who inspires you? Because, I mean, and, and this is, a, you don't have to go into crazy detail, but I, yeah. I think that in this world right now, I think, you know, like I just recently worked with a kid that was 20 and, or he was like 22. And one thing that we did is we really bonded because he, the people that were maybe his inspiration were the, I don't say the wrong people, mm-hmm. but I was able to open his brain to so much more. And uh, I'm actually really proud of him. We, we uh, I kind of mentor him in a way, okay. I guess you could yeah. say. But it's really cool because, like, to me, like, I have so many people that inspire me down, like, to help me every day kind of wake up and go through this. And so as a female in this industry of making clothes and starting over and doing all these things, I mean, who inspires you? Gosh, well, you know, both my parents were entrepreneurs. They both own their own businesses. Um, and I think growing up, I'd, I'd, I don't really think I processed that as much. Like now I think about things and I'm like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> like, well, I, I can put myself in their shoes and what they were doing. Yeah. And like they built a life for me. I was an only child, but they built a life for me that I never questioned, you know, was never like, oh, you better go get a real job. You know, like yeah, yeah. they gave me so much freedom to, to learn and do things and, and make my own mistakes. And um, I think I just always will carry carry all of that with me for uh, sure. Um, in terms of like businesses, you know, there's a couple really great businesses that are doing 
things similar to what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Oxford Pennant is a big one. Okay. They're based up in Buffalo. Um, they've been at it for a really long time, but their big thing is like the flags and the pennants and they do a lot of work for touring artists and, and things like that. So that's always really cool to see. And their marketing and their branding is just always so funny. And so like, I just say it's, it's always like, it's not like, it doesn't feel fabricated, uh-huh. but it's like really tight. Like everything looks good and you yeah. can tell it has a very specific voice, I love which it. is something that I really strive for. Okay, I'll have to check them out. Yeah. And then there's another company in um, St. Louis called Golden Gems and that's two sisters, women run. Nice. And they have some really cool stuff. And again, really great branding, really great voice. And they're just like, I see them like they're, they are like starting to crush the wholesale game and they're just doing all these different aspects and so that's just they have two locations now and like that kind of stuff is just really inspiring do you ever want to have two i don't know (laughs) i've heard some horror stories from like a couple other (laughs) business owners i'm in kind of that weird phase where it's like you know we have this great business we built this great thing and it could go in a couple different directions Uh and um i'm trying not to like force myself to make too much of that decision I've been trying to like do a little bit of, you know, we do a little bit of custom work, we do a little bit of wholesaling, yeah. we do a little bit of bulk ordering and just kind of see where is the natural fit for us. Mm-hmm. I don't want to force anything and I don't want to like cross anything out. Yeah. Um so smart. we'll see. Yeah, we'll smart. see where it goes. I freaking love it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on this podcast with me today. I mean, yeah. Thanks I thought, for having me. Well, now that we're neighbors and I think that the one of the cooler things I've started to notice about this podcast is every time I have someone on I'm like, whoa, I want them back again. Yeah. So I definitely want you back again because I think that, like, I don't know, I had a really fun conversation. And, and I think, too, the other part is is that getting different perspectives out about, like, businesses and just things that you're doing, too, I think helps other people learn. Yeah. And, and that's the, to me, that's one thing that I've just, like, been soaking up now is, like, whoa, I never knew that. Or I never, you know, I saw your, so you had a photo one day of, like, a sewing machine. And I've seen them, but like I don't know how they actually operate. Like and like like little things like that, and and it made my brain go, okay, well I need to go Google that. Yeah. And I think that that's really what is cool about stuff. That sure we were in the music business. It was a really cool thing. Like there's, but there's so much other cool stuff. And like so embroidery. I mean that's yeah. That's a, not something easy. So. I would love to have you back on one day and we just go in on something else like sewing. Yeah, of course. We we could do a deep dive. I mean, anyone who's starting a business that pretends like, I mean, I guess some people obviously know what they're doing and are great at certain things. But I mean, I tell people 75% of my day is just me Googling, how do you? Or YouTubing, how do you? What am I supposed to do? How much do you, you know, like, I don't, we're, we're all just like figuring yeah. it out. 100%. Yeah. I will say this. The, Anyone who doesn't know how to Google needs to learn how to yeah. Google because <laughs> I see it all the time online because I'm in a few of these like podcast forums and stuff and people are always like, hey, I'm trying to do this and can't figure it out. Will someone do it for me? And it's like, wait, hold on. You yeah. know that there's this like beautiful thing called YouTube? Yes. And they will show you everything. Everything. There are, I will say like there's been one or two things that I've been, that I've tried to do that I think are a little proprietary that okay. I just like, and then I get mad because I'm like, <laughs> this has to, like, how is this not on the internet? Like, everything is on the internet. How has somebody not made a video you about You found the this? end of the internet. I've, I I have found a couple dead ends, if at least a couple dead ends. So Wow. Like, I'm just <laughs> yeah. going to say wow because that's impressive because I, I have never seen the end to an internet, but that is... Uh... 
Yeah. That's awesome. Well, look, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy, awesome Absolutely. schedule to come over here. And, you know, thank you for the rug recommendations oh. the other day, too, by the way. <laughs> I was like, I mean, I don't really send a lot of illicit text messages, but I was like, man, thank goodness it wasn't something like weird or, you know, some. I mean, I do have some silly conversations yeah. that really wouldn't have made sense. But, yeah, I was. We're our our do- one dog is getting a little bit older, and so uh, we're just trying to put some more like rugs down in the house. And I had been texting you yeah. about this, and I was supposed to be. And also, like when you do it on your computer, it does that thing where like it all of a sudden like jumps to another one. Oh, so like I didn't even notice that it ha- was like uh, it wasn't like a wrong text thing. It was like I had clicked the box and yeah. just started typing, and it had already moved. I see. Whatever. I um I never text. On, I just text on my phone. I'm okay. not, I'm not a. I see people do it all the time on their computer i'm like yeah i would get so lost <laughs> i would be i would be so i would be in for like a whole different galaxy yeah sometimes it's nice like i don't know if you're like me like i've 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 found myself through the last couple of years with the pandemic and everything just being on my phone way too much and so yeah. what i'll do is i'll charge my phone and put it in like another room um that just keeps me off like the social media you know so then i can actually do work and then if somebody needs me on a text message i can send it that makes sense and at the shop if i'm ever working the shop i don't want to be sitting there on my phone yeah so no it looks pro no it but it did make me laugh i was like wait is she telling me she wants to bring a new rug for the show (laughs) i I, honestly i that was the first i was like huh yeah i was like well because there's no words either i was just like (laughs) sending it it was like rug 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 (laughs) and then i i paused I, i waited i was like Maybe she'll send me something. Yeah. And then nothing came back, and I said, "Well, she's probably trying to get an answer from someone, so I should probably just send like yes. a, a hey, <laughs> hey, thanks for the rug recommendations." Yeah. But no, nah, that was that was that was priceless. That made me laugh that day. Yeah, and I'm here all by my like. I feel like sometimes I'm still in the pandemic. Right. Like I really do. Like the the world is opened up again, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm in this house a lot yeah same with us <laughs> so when know? i get random text messages from people i get so excited i'm like whoa yeah. oh my gosh i have a friend today that said something different than just like like <laughs> something about this show or or hey can you go pick up groceries right. <laughs> so so no thanks for thanks your... for not only making me laugh and smile the other day but thanks for coming out here and, and taking the time on a saturday to yeah, this was, this was awesome. Thanks for having me. No, have, have you have you done a podcast before? Or? Uh, I did one la- like last year, um, and it was it was super fun. It was a great experience. Okay. I feel like it's like good to just get one under your belt, mm-hmm. and then you're like, okay, then you know, like, okay, I I, yeah. I like this or I don't like yeah. it at all. And I mean, I'm not doing them every weekend, yeah. you know. But uh, the first one that I did was for someone who was like I was friends with, also. Okay. Um, and so that was that to me. That's that's really cool. Yeah, it's it's it, it, it's fun to just have people on. So I would love to have you guys on again, or well, you Heck and yeah. obviously the dog, and obviously around. the dog. Yeah, maybe we'll bring Kevin next time, and he can um, do some. Uh, he doesn't like to get put on the spot, but we can do some <laughs> training or something. <laughs> Well, I I just we should just probably hang out more. In other words, I, we go to the park every morning. Well, actually, we haven't taken him to the park yet. But ooh, big first step. Big, big, big one. Yeah, but we have a great park out here, and I've seen you guys there a couple times, yeah. which is nice. We we certainly don't go as much anymore either. That Man. pandemic. Oof. I, got I was like running three miles, miles every day. Really? Like, yeah. Oh yeah, I have. I've never been a big runner, but when you got nothing else to do, it's like, well, I guess. I'll, start i did like one of those like couch to 5k oh dang whatever yeah all right and then uh three miles ain't ain't nothing to it ain't nothing people like kind of toss it around like oh i ran a 5k like 
It it took me a couple of weeks to get up to it, you yeah. know. From, Especially from, if you hadn't done it in a while. A while. <laughs> <laughs> I hate running, and yeah. even during the pandemic, I even started running just to like get out of the house and yeah, see the world. I was like, oh my gosh, I need to go do something. But yeah, that park is fun. But those a couple of those hills running aren't fun. No, no. <laughs> Kevin's uh, he's run a couple of marathons. Oh dang! And so he's always like, oh, I didn't want to do like he doesn't as much anymore. But you know, at past times he'll just be like, oh, I think I just did like six miles or whatever. I'm like, oh, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> like awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, this was really fun. And uh... well, thank you, and thank you for my NB goods. Uh, I I love it. Calabunga hoodie. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna, and then uh, you brought my little dude. Uh, what is this? Wild. This is wild. I love it. Yeah. Little camo. Hopefully, he, it's not like too much of a prophecy. You know. Like, <laughs> oh no, he's wild. <laughs> <laughs> All my children will be wild. Yeah. If, if I have one or if I have ten, each one of them will just get progressively more wild yeah. too. It's all payback. Really it's one hundred percent payback. So, oh. well. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for the uh, ranch water. Bottoms up. I mean, you're helping my hangover yeah. today, so we <laughs> had a fun night out. But everybody, Camille, MB Goods, go check them out. Follow them, like them, custom order some cool stuff. And, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's finish these up. Yeah, let's Cheers. Mm-hmm. I was already, like, halfway done. Oh, <laughs> man. I let mine get a little too warm, but that's okay. <laughs> well, here we are. Cheers. Bottoms up. See y'all next time. Bye.